Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the Manage My Wedding podcast. I want to answer some questions that are commonly asked to me from brides all the time. And because I get asked them quite often, I felt like it was definitely some answers that I should share on the podcast. So firstly, thank you to those of you who have come over to Instagram or emailed me and asked me these questions, but I'm really happy to share them. Now, the first one that I get asked I think I actually get asked this question every couple of days and that is regarding the men's tie colour. Like I get asked a lot about the fact that the men, the groom particularly actually, doesn't want to wear a pink tie because that's what the bridesmaids are wearing or doesn't want to wear a purple or yellow or whatever it is because there seems to be this myth out there that the groomsmen have to wear the same colour tie as what the bridesmaids are wearing. And I just want to tell you that is not the case. You do not have to do that at all. It's actually quite common and it's quite fashionable at the moment for the men to wear a navy tie or a black tie or a white tie or a silver tie, depending obviously on the colour of the suit and what goes best against the bride for the groom and against the bridesmaid for the groomsman. So that just gives you something to think about. As I said, doesn't have to be a colour. It does not. And to be honest, if you want it to stay in fashion for a long time and you want the men to be able to wear the ties again after the wedding, then it's probably best that you do go maybe one of those plain coloured ties that you know that they are going to wear again. So I hope that helps answer that question for those of you that seem to have been stumped on that. The other question I get asked quite a lot is what can I have for my something blue? Now, firstly, I do want to mention that there is a two-part podcast episodes based around something new, something borrowed, something blue. So I'll drop them into the show notes. So if you want to cover all of those for your wedding or you just want some ideas, go back and listen to those. But I also did a poll this week, or it'll be last week (laughs) by the time you listen to this podcast episode. And I went out and I asked in stories for some, you know, suggestions of what people were actually doing for something blue. And I thought I might share them because it is something that's asked quite a lot. And let me tell you, I'm going to read them out. One person said, my Nana's blue brooch, brooch attached to my bouquet and bridesmaids dresses also blue. So there's some really nice touches and I love the whole Nana's blue brooch as well on the bouquet because you're covering the something blue, but it's something old as well. And it's also probably something borrowed as well if her Nana's still alive. So that, that, that there, it's a great suggestion. Another bride has said bridesmaids and bouquet. So yeah, you can pop blue in your bouquet. I do see that quite often. Someone else has said, I'm either having a garter um, or my lingerie. So we actually sell something blue garters on our website. Those of you who didn't know that, I can link those in the show notes as well. But I do love the idea of the lingerie as well. That's a really beautiful idea. Before I saw your post, I had thought of getting blue lace knickers. 
She says that with a cheeky grin. But I, I do love blue lace. I think love that thought. My mum bought me a hand-embroidered personalised handkerchief. And I do think I suggest that actually in my other podcast episode. It's beautiful to do that. I think I even borrowed one of my dad's blue handkerchiefs on my wedding day. So you can do that too. Another bride-to-be has said, my mum made me a garter with a blue ribbon and blue speckles through the backing. Beautiful. Clever mum. Another bride has said, my shoes are blue. I bought them years ago and saving them for my wedding. Ah, love that. Blue shoes are awesome and they look amazing in photos when you, like, lift up your dress or you're dancing or you just get that glimpse. They actually look amazing. Another bride-to-be has said, oh, you know mine. (laughs) That's my cousin, actually. She said, you know mine. And she has a beautiful ring that's from family, that's a family heirloom, heirloom, and it's got blue stones in it. So that's gorgeous. And, you, you know, you can turn that into anything. Like you can turn that into a necklace or bracelet or another ring. So, yeah, that's a lovely, a lovely idea of something you can do as well. Another bride also said my shoes. Actually, there were a few that said my shoes. And then the last one was I have my nan's old purse and also my mum's Pandora. So they must have blue in them. So you can see that there are so many ways that if you really want to do that traditional something blue, then, you know, it it is quite an easy, simple thing to do. And you can see how so many people have incorporated, again, that something old or that something borrowed. And, you know, the something new is pretty easy because the majority of what most of us are wearing on our wedding day is new. So that, that component is always covered. So thank you so much to those people who sent through to me what they are doing And then the final question that I get asked quite often, and I feel it's necessary to talk about this, and that is based around speeches and toasts and who does the thank you and the toast really and who speaks. So I do get asked this quite a bit because there definitely was a way that it was always traditionally done. But these days, as everyone knows, we honestly you know, have so many people that want to talk now that didn't in the past. Like in the past, the bride never spoke. And in the past, the bridesmaids or the maid of honour never spoke. It was always very much the same, you know, the father of the bride, then the father of the groom, then the best man, then the groom. And then that was pretty much it. But as you would know, if you've attended weddings, that's not always the case. And it's not the way it needs to be. You know, we're very much in a modern world now where you can do things that you really want to do yourself. But I do want to say is always very polite to make sure that the father of the bride does speak first. If you have a father of the bride, of course, if not the mother of the bride or whoever it is in the bride's family, it's very polite to let them speak first, followed by somebody in the groom's family. If there's not the father of the groom, we don't want the father of the groom to speak. Obviously, they don't have to. So don't feel like you have to do things that were traditionally done. You need to do what feels right for you and your partner. And I also want to say, whoever speaks first, they just need to welcome everyone. That is, that's really important because they're the first person that gets up. 
So whoever that is that you've decided is going to speak first, just ask them to make sure that they cover that. And then it's really important that at the end, that the groom, when he speaks, thanks everyone. That is key. If you're worried that your groom is not going to know who to thank, give them a little list. And then that way they can just cover it off and ensure that they've they've thanked everyone that they wanted to. But toasts, toasts will come naturally. And gone are the days where it's like only this person does a toast, you know. These days you'll find at the end of all the speeches, most people will actually raise their glasses and do a toast. So please don't spend too much time stressing on this. Most people that attend a wedding don't have a clue what's meant to happen. They just sit there and enjoy the speeches. (laughs) And if I'm going to give you any advice, it is just tell everyone who's speaking that they only have five minutes because most of the time they're going to go over the five minutes. And if you have five people speaking for five minutes, that's 25 minutes already, right? And I always say don't have speeches go for longer than half an hour because People will get fidgety, they will start talking, they get hungry, they get thirsty, they get drunk, and it just then, you know, people just want to get on with the night. So that is probably my only real big piece of advice around that. But, yeah, don't put too much pressure on yourself about the speeches. Don't also ask people, you know, two years out if they want to speak because things change, relationships change. You really only need to ask them a couple of months out and also Some people get very nervous about speeches. So the further out you ask them, the further amount of time that they have to stress and worry. So, yeah, I hope those answers have have helped you. They just seem to be the most common answers I've been getting asked lately. If you have any questions like that you would like me to answer on the podcast, please come and chat to me on Instagram. I always usually give you a quick answer on Instagram anyway, but sometimes It can often turn into a full podcast episode or just a quick answer like today. But thank you to those of you who have come and asked me. And if you enjoy the Manage My Wedding podcast and you haven't had a chance to review it yet, please can I ask you if you could just jump over and leave a five-star review and a comment because I'm truly grateful for those of you that do and it just helps inspire me to bring you more podcasts and it helps other bridal couples find the podcast and help them plan as well. And until next time, Enjoy being engaged and staying stress-free and organized while planning the wedding of your dreams.